0: I uh, got a bit of a way, uh, talking about, uh, rock and roll coming up soon with the Manchester thing. A guy goes, um, sent me through, he said, Matty, is it true there is a story that, uh, the kangaroos were playing in France, in Carcassonne, and Tom Cruise walked into the dressing room? Well, you almost nailed it. It did happen, but it was Kevin Costner. They were over there, they will playing, what? they play in the French in a game, um, I think it was second test in Carcassonne and he was filming Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. And went to the game and decided to go to, down into the dressing room at half time. Uh, but the story was Bozo's trying to get the boys in. They've walked in at half time and he's going, Come on, boys, come on, get down. Come on, let's chat away because they're getting beat at half time, right? Anyway, uh, he looks over and goes, Mate. Feder who's this dribbler in the dressing room? And it was Kevin Costner. <laughs> I've never heard that yeah. story.
1: That was so Kevin good. Costner. Is uh, that Pete was, Kevin uh, Costner, like Pete yeah, Fame, yeah, 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 yeah. Robin
0: Hood, uh, Prince of uh, Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. Only the late
1: great Bozo could call Kevin Costner <laughs> a, dribbler. a dribbler. Who's this dribbler? You.
0: <laughs> uh, just want to mention too, boys, before we get to more feedback, uh, the passing of Kyle White. We spoke about Johnny Sattler at the top. Kyle was a real cult player in the end uh, of the early to mid nineties in the rugby league. Played at. Uh, He played uh, around a number of clubs, including uh, West Canterbury, had a stint with the Illawarra, went over to England with Workington Town, uh, passed away, passed away in his sleep. They're saying heart attack. A story in the Daily Telegraph from his brother, Josh, uh, quite heartbreaking talking about the demons he battled uh, at the back end of his last couple of years of his life. But uh, he was a scary player, boys. He was scary. He could... I don't know. I don't know many players who could hit harder than Kyle White.
1: No, absolutely. That's very sad. Mate. W-
0: Webby, the, what's the latest? Got a question here from a Dragons fan. What is the latest? Is Hook off the hook, or is he still on the hook, about to be cooked?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just. He, I la, he was unreliable reports that he was seen dusting off his old uh, typewriter and bashing out his resume before he uh, had to uh, reapply for his job. I don't know if he's actually reapplying for his job as such, but. He'll reapply for his job by um, by the way the Dragons go in the next 10 to 12 weeks, I'd say. Mm, okay. But, look, uh, the Dragons getting bashed up about it, and I bashed them up too on Wednesday. I sort of changed my mind a little bit. They're going to have to go, to, like, talk to other coaches, perspective yeah. coaches. Yep. So they might as well be up front and tell him about it mm. instead of going behind his back. And then it gets – it's it's probably more destabilizing if that starts getting leaked out – you know, in the press. I, I actually think I've been as critical of the Dragons management as anyone in the last five to ten years. I think it's not the, the worst idea. Mm. Um, but to me, it just shows you yeah. how much faith they don't have in him. Yeah. And haven't really for the last three years when they've just extended him for one year. The big question is who is it? Who who replaces him?
0: seems like uh, Jason Ryles' favourite and Dean Young and Benny Hornby as a coaching team, second choice. I
1: love, I love the idea. Mm. I love all three of them. Yeah. I get all of them back there.
0: If Jason Rolls put his hand up and said, Listen, I'll, I'm ready to go right now, would they say to Anthony, Thank you for your tenure?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, it, would it? Yeah. They it would. Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't think the Roosters, for starters, would let him. Rolls has contracted to the end of last year. I've spoken to the Roosters about this, and they say they just don't want to get. Left in the dark like they did with Adam O'Brien when he went late in the season to mm. Newcastle. So they just, if he's going to not going to be there, they want to know with a bit more time.
0: Well, that's it's interesting because what may rush their decision to a certain degree is the fact that Jason Rolls could be on the hit list for the Melbourne Storm. Well, he, he's his favourite there if
1: Craig steps down. Is it. he? I was I got told that Mark Brentnell's the, the yeah right. yeah in line for that job. Mm. Who's but, that? Yeah. He's their assistant coach. Yeah, assistant. Greg, yeah. yeah, Greg Brentnell. Yeah. Um,
0: who uh, played for the Kangaroos and played with uh, uh, Canterbury? Um, mm. It's his son. Okay. So well, very well. Look, that regarded.
1: might have changed a bit, but I, from right, the, the, the 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 big question is: Do the Dragons need a? Can they afford to have a rookie coach mm. in that role? Mm. You know, and I think you'll find the likes of Des Hazler and Flanagan will push pretty hard, yeah, saying that with that with that sort of uh, that argument. And I said it on. Joel and Fletch yesterday, and I've said it many times in the paper. I don't think the Dragons getting a new coach is just the big panacea. I think they need a head of football. Mm. They need a, they can they can build co- the club. Again. Yeah, build the club again, but also just they've got all those juniors. Yeah. Like Cameron Sorrelli wanted that job ahead of the Bulldogs. Well, and, I mean, and they said no, and because the whole reason was because of the junior base.
0: Well, it seems as though uh, St George, Illawarra, and Newcastle are going through a similar situation where. Mm. You know, Newcastle were turning over coaches. They were, you know, struggling with their juniors and they finally bit the bullet and they brought in Peter Parr. That's right. Yeah, you know, so that's what you're telling me. That's what they've got to get going there. Um, Webby, this one here, uh, talking about the CBA, the players mm. thing, I mean, the mm. industrial action, they're talking industrial action again. Um, I was of the belief that it was basically done and then we hear, you know, that we saw last week the boycotting of the launch of Multicultural Round, which we said was insane. Uh, and now there's talk of industrial action again. Where is it this is I, like the Mitchell Moses know. contract thing. It's just mm. it just won't end.
1: Well the NRL were, of the opinion was almost to be done. I think uh, there's a few little bits and pieces there that they need to get signed off on. But I think the other one of the big sticking points is this transfer system. Mm. You know, trying they're trying to bring that deadline from November one to June thirty just to cut the time where Clubs, uh, players can negotiate. Mm. So, so they're not signing with clubs a year in advance. Mm. And this is what I just can't cop from the RLPA when they talk about, look, we don't want to take industrial action for the fans. We're mm. worried about the fans. yet yeah, They don't care about the ridiculous transfer of players between clubs a year in advance. They're not thinking about the fans Stop uh, saying this, that it's all about the fans. It's like such
0: bullshit. I hear that say, you know, players need a lot of notice to be able to move cities and all the rest of it. Oh, God, I'm sick of that one too. I've never heard of someone having a problem when they're going to get a pay rise. Mm.
1: Exactly. And well, someone from the NRL NRL explained that one to me. Well, if you don't want to move, don't take the new contract. (laughs) Don't don't go. If you don't want to go and it's too short of notice, don't go. Stay at the club.
0: What Don't do you, take what, the money. <laughs> uh, Miss Oll, you're a dog's man. Encouraged by their uh, recent performances.
2: Yeah, I am. I was really excited to see Burton running the ball yeah. at Belmore the other week. It's interesting when I watched the Bulldogs the first couple of weeks, I thought probably three of the rustiest performances across the team were out uh, Burton, and to a lesser extent, Carr who all played at the World Cup and have had shortened pre-seasons. Yeah. Then I looked at Penrith last night. Nearly their whole squad was at that oh, World Cup. So I'm starting to wonder... Is this form going to increase as the season goes, as I get a little bit fitter? Because Kikau was, jeez, he was struggling in the sun last week. Yeah, at he was. Um, I was a, up there yeah. on that hill. I nearly had heat stroke myself. Did you and I was on the hill? Yeah, I was on the hill. and I, the, You know the mistake I made? People's champion. I wore the old HFC finance jersey, which is the long-sleeve, thick, oh, oh, wow. thick oh. cotton. I was sweating. <sighs> we hyd- hydrated?
1: Sweating. Were you yeah, hydrated it- throughout the afternoon?
2: No, you, couldn't get, you could not get a beer on that hill. Oh. The, the Why lines not? were just... Uh, Crazy, no, really. The, it was great
0: though. Um, it's watching, watching the early rounds. You, you're right, James. World Cup years, or not World Cup years. It was the year after Kangaroo Tours always threw up weird competitions because, right. you know, back in the day, it was. I think the world. It was a ten weeks, twelve weeks or something away. Oh,
1: yeah. on, on the
0: on the Kangaroo Tour, so players would come back. They'd have basically no rest, and they're back into training. And there were always a lot of injuries. There were, the top sides were hitting the wall. It was always serving up strange competitions. I think we're seeing a little bit of that.
2: Can I ask one question on Matt Burton? So we're three rounds in now and he hasn't hit one of his Burton Ooh. bombs. Mm. Would there be a reason, uh, as a That's... playmaker, if you've got that in the duffel bag, to not pull it out for three weeks straight, it's... Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be jamming it up.
0: Anything, yeah. if I was Burton, anything from 55 out, I'd be just nailing. It's a bit the same with Nathan. Yeah, I hit one one last time. What what they like to do? They like to put the ball up, not lolly the ball, but not put it so you can hit the player on impact, and not not let them get any go forward. And then the wingers and so on to kick starts the set. However, I just think if I'm a fullback, I'm happy to take those ones that get hit on impact, as opposed to those. Those bombs that were like sped out of Satan's mouth. Oh, yeah.
2: I, I heard an interview, I can't think who it was with, might have been Serralda, whoever it was anyway, they said it about why isn't Burton doing these kicks. And they said, you know, sometimes they're under too much pressure or it's not the right time in the game. Burton did one of those in origin from centre, from his own 30-metre line that landed on Queensland's 10-metre line and was just a nightmare. How much more pressure can you be under to hit one of those? And he hasn't oh. done it in three rounds, so I'm just wondering no, it's if maybe Serrato yeah, sets pull yeah. back on that, or yeah, I, I think at the moment there's an obsession with,
0: as I said, putting this certain style of kick in yeah. that isn't so much a challenge for the wingers and fullback to get, but, but they, yeah, they, they can't
2: get yardage. But I'm with you. Get up, it, you got it
0: on the offensive, just
2: nail on. Cleary terrorised Wonga Blake. What was I think? I think it was last year. Mm. And I'm watching last night, and uh, I had a little bit of an investment on Penrith. And it just makes you that you know a bit more into the game. I'm I'm, I'm watching Cleary
1: even going, where is
2: it? Where is it? Bailey Simonson, where's that? Yeah, where's that? Yeah,
1: where's that spiralling? Also, talking of kicks that non-existent kicks, what happened to tackle restart? Like uh, rolling it into the end goal? Yeah, yeah. They just don't Mm. do that hardly anymore anymore. As Mm. much as like that used to I be agree. such the big play it's, it's that was Joey's play. big play you know a, he's the a, master of you and, and Alfie, to, you know you've
0: actually got to get it that's one of the core skills as a playmaker getting that repeat set. i heard i've heard people say oh it's ridiculous like this seven tackle set it shouldn't happen if you kick the ball dead. no it should mm. it should happen if you duff a kick and but is it, that why they're rivals, not doing
1: it what, what is that why they're not doing I it think, yeah, i think yeah i think it is but it, i think that's ridiculous because if you're a halfback then you should be able to Stop it in the well. I tell you in, what. You know, like when, you do, the, when you do when you do practice halfbacks. with
0: halves, what I do when I get them there to work on their short kicking game, I divide the in goal in half, and say Right, righto. And teaching how to spin the gas off the ball, it mm. makes sense. You hit the ball with a certain part of your foot, and it'll go in the in goal and then spin and just stay in the in goal. How do
1: you do that with your that's with your
0: foot? I'll show yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you can you do it it? Not, there's not many. I tell you can what, you,
1: Joey actually showed me how. What you know once like. I forget what was it was, a training session about, like, yeah, we used to get it to the the grab a kick and but then it would, no, not yeah. the banana, the, the yeah. grab kick and then it sort of like oh, turn yeah. and like basically that's run it. along the dead ball line. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, You know, he
2: had a videotape of all that stuff. One of my mates used to have it go around to his place before he played footy in the backyard and he'd put on the Andrew Johns like kicking Cassette tape, and you'd sit there and watch, and Joey would go, This is how you hold the ball to do a banana kick. You know what? I, Kevin Sheedy
1: once showed me how to um, torpedo punt, or tried to yep. show me how to torpedo punt yeah. properly. Yeah. I kicked it straight at his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shaking. It just shaking. It went bang. Well, right right <laughs> his head. Well, we, I nearly killed Sheed. We had a problem. We had an
0: English guy who used to uh, coach Johnny Wilkinson, and he used to travel around the world. He was a specialist with goal kicking and general play kicking, and he played a little bit of NFL as a kicker with Minnesota Vikings. And he's, he had a mathematical equation for a torpedo, and it was 11 and 1, is the fact that you face your body at 11 o'clock on a on a, on a clock and mm. p- the point of the ball at 1 o'clock, and you smash it, it'll go down straight down the uh, the line at midnight. Oh, yes. sure. and, wow. and it never worked.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll
0: take a break. Sound advice coming up.